How local and regional groups are helping to build our industry's next generation workforce. From the National Business Aviation Association, this is Flight Plan, brought to you by Varion, formerly ATP. I'm Rob Finfrock with your trusted source for the very latest business aviation news and information. It's no secret that bringing young people into business aviation is a key priority as we look toward ensuring we have enough pilots, maintenance technicians, schedulers and dispatchers, and other professionals to propel our industry into the future. Most of you listening today are probably at least somewhat familiar with what NBAA is doing in that regard. But often, it's a local or regional aviation group that's the first point of contact for a student or young person seeking information about careers in the industry. Joining me today to discuss how these groups can engage with these young people are Brittany Davies, NBAA's Northeast Regional Director, and Jessica Belcher, Marketing Manager for Exclusive Aircraft Sales and the incoming chair of the NBAA Local and Regional Groups Committee. Jessica, let's begin with how regional groups can connect with students who may be interested in aviation careers, or for that matter, how can these groups inform them that these careers are even out there? I think there are a few different ways to look at this because when you say students, it's a broad group. And I think with a lot of NBAA's programs, they're looking at collegiate students and and young adults, the 20-somethings, which is great. But there also is value in looking at high school students, middle school students as well to bring them into the industry and let them know what's available. So I, I love the question and I like to look at it a couple of different ways. With regional groups and speaking with college students, though, specifically, some things that you can do is just offer them memberships to your association. For example, with Minnesota Business Aviation Association, they do have a very reasonably priced membership for those students should they wish to join and come to their events. But the associations also are doing events within the schools, whether they have an open house or an opportunity to come in and actually table and talk to the students with their association leaders, association members, and very importantly, people who are working in the industry to give them that firsthand face-to-face exposure to the industry. That networking opportunity is incredibly valuable for those students to meet people that are doing the jobs they may wish to do. And, And I would also say too, that getting to know those students and saying, hey, we also have scholarships. Because as we know, training and and going through your ratings, if you're wanting to go on a pilot track, it's very expensive. So being able to say, hey, we have this industry to expose you to, let you know about some of the opportunities here. And by the way, there are also scholarships available. That's really going to bend their ears and say, that's definitely of interest. Tell me more. Brittany, you work with 26 regional groups in your area, ranging from large industry advocacy associations to those focused on maintenance personnel or airports. How are they engaging with students and other young people? I'd say the number one thing that we see across the board, obviously scholarships, as as Jessica has touched upon. In fact, recently, the Ohio Regional Business Aviation Association recently received the Outstanding Excellence Award at BASE in 2023. And throughout their efforts during the pandemic, they were able to double their scholarship amounts and really reached out to uh, schools across the state in various different forms. So their efforts were just outstanding in in that level. There's also internships and externships that are not only directed through the regional groups, but also through members and member companies. So they do kind of push those outwardly through their members. 
a lot of them also have volunteers. So they'll ask the students to come and volunteer, whether it's on a committee or through various events that they have, as, as also Jess had talked about that uh, the networking opportunities are so key to our industry. And a lot of people will ask, how do you get into the industry? Well, that's how you do it. You start talking to the people, you start putting yourself in the position to be able to have those conversations and really volunteering at the committee level or at the events is, is key. There also are a lot of mentorships that you can find that way throughout the regional groups, whether they start small or it's a larger company taking folks on through various teams of theirs. Mentorships are also key in this as well. What kinds of questions do young people often have for regional groups about business aviation, Brittany? I think the number one question that we get is, what is business aviation and how do I get into it? What is that path that I take to get where I want to go? It's not as clearly defined as the airlines, as we all know, in regards to workforce development. Uh, and so those are the typical questions that we see because they just don't know enough about it. The other question that we get a lot is how much money will I make or how long will it take to start getting a return on my investment? With that, I direct students and even teachers, counselors to a student resource that we have on our website, which is a career guide to business aviation that further explains those details and, and can really kind of get into the nitty gritty, at least to jumpstart the conversation and let them know a little bit more about what business aviation is. The first question I get is, what are the salaries? I think that's a big question and it's important for a person who's pursuing a career. You're working probably to support yourself and the income is a big part of that. However, it's not the only question. In my time speaking with students within the state of Minnesota, I'm getting some incredibly educated and well asked, well versed questions from these young people. And in addition to salary, they're also asking about the culture. What's it like? What does your day to day look like? Asking those sort of questions of they really genuinely want to know what business aviation could bring them. What are the expectations? What sort of opportunities are there? And I think something to keep in mind as you're thinking about these conversations, maybe as yourself, to put yourself in that position to speak to the students, keep in mind maybe some generational differences from your generation to theirs and what their expectations may be, just so you know how to interact with those young people and just so you're answering their questions and you know realizing there may be some differences that you didn't experience when you yourself were 20 years old but what they're looking for in their potential careers and how you can help guide them find the perfect place for them i think another thing that we're seeing that is different especially when you're talking about the different age groups is we're really seeing a focus on sustainability so not only are they trying to see what your day-to-day -day is or what kind of culture is out there they're also looking to see what your sustainable efforts are in moving towards the future so as business aviation is growing towards net zero by 2050 there's a lot of different efforts that are going out there per company, and they're really paying attention to that. So also understand that that's another question you might be getting. We'll have more of our conversation after this word from our sponsor. Take your aviation operations to new heights. Introducing Varion, formerly known as ATP, your ultimate partner in achieving maximum aircraft uptime. At Varion, we understand the challenges faced by everyone in aviation. Our industry-leading technology solutions revolutionize aircraft management, so there's no more waiting, no more wondering, and no more wasted effort. Get real-time visibility of your maintenance, inventory, operations, and regulatory data right at your fingertips with an easy-to-use system, backed by a team of experts with deep aviation knowledge offering 24-7, 365 support. After 50 years in the business, we have built a growing reputation for getting our customers more aircraft uptime. 
That's why thousands of aircraft operators worldwide have already discovered the power of Varion. Say goodbye to downtime and hello to increased efficiency and profitability. Visit Varion.com to learn more. Varion, let's get you more uptime. We're back now with Brittany Davies and Jessica Belcher and our discussion about how regional business aviation groups are working to bring students and other young people to careers in our industry. Jessica, in addition to the questions these young people might have about business aviation, what are some common misconceptions they may have about it? And how can regional groups in particular help to dispel these inaccuracies? Students may not even know about business aviation opportunities. We get to be those seed planters, so to speak, to say, well, have you thought about this? Do you know about this? Do you know about opportunities in business aviation to fly these amazing jets and turboprops and aircraft to support your company. So we get to plant that seed, which is very exciting for me to open those doors and say, this is a really great industry to be in. and I'd love to tell you about it. But I think too, as we mentioned earlier, bringing in your members and, and having those flight departments also engaged with your events or your outreach or whatever the case may be to give that firsthand experience. Because you know, I could talk about a pilot career all day, but I'm not a pilot, so I'm not truly walking that walk. However, you have somebody that is a captain in a Gulfstream and they can tell you about their training and experience. That's really what's going to get those wheels turning. So encouraging your members and those people in your local community to put themselves out there a little bit and help pay it forward, I think is really going to help bring people into the industry. I think Again, the, the most common thing that we hear is that it's really hard to get into, even as, as much as some of the regional groups might try to give them some opportunities. I just think there's that barrier where it's not as clear cut as they're used to getting in their additional curriculum. The other misconception is that it is a different path than the airlines that they hear about constantly in the curriculum. It's also true that networking is the fastest way to gain opportunity in the industry. However, regional groups work very hard in their communities to bridge that gap and educate not only students, but also their counselors, teachers, and parents on the plethora of opportunities they can amass. Great points, Brittany. One last thing I wanted to touch upon is that students don't know how many different types of jobs there are. Again, going back to the career resources, they don't understand, like Jessica is in marketing, they don't understand that you can have a marketing job in business aviation. And sometimes just to be able to do that, to get your foot in the door is also a way that you can become the pilot or the or the maintenance technician, or just get into the business development side of everything and live your dream in the business aviation side. I started out as a pilot and got into the business side of, of corporate aviation. And I've worn so many hats over the years that that's something that they don't understand. You can get your foot in the door without even in their in their world being ready. Say they don't have all of their ratings or they don't have all of their certificates. You can get your foot in the door in business aviation and start your networking now. So that's something that they don't understand that you can do. And they can start at the bottom and work their way up and really make a career out of it in any which way they possibly want to. Another important part of this process is mentorship, developing relationships between experienced industry professionals and young people looking for guidance. How can regional groups facilitate that process, Brittany? I think the easiest way to start developing a mentorship program is to look at NBA's mentorship program. There's been a lot of hours and work that have gone into that mentorship program in general. So that's a, it's a place to springboard from. But I also think discussing with your regional director how to start one 
is also another place to start. And working together, we do so much work across the board with so many different groups across the nation. Plus, we work with the local regional group committee at NBA that has so many different thoughts that come out of it and really sound ideas. So I think really diving into discussing with your regional director would be helpful. Another place that I've looked to when we are talking about mentorship programs is really if you're talking about working with some of the local colleges, lean on their presidents or their board of advisors to kind of see how other programs are facilitating their mentorship programs. So there's lots of resources out there to to take a look at it. I kind of always start with some of these boards. I say start slow with a few of the board members and match a few students or young professionals together. And then you can kind of start to see what works, you know, almost like a, a test bed for your board to see where this will go. And then another thing I think that is really key that sometimes we miss out on, but I encourage a lot of the regional groups to do, is have the young professionals that are out there take a seat on the board in a leadership position, have them take a seat on a committee and lead that committee. And the other thing is to also delegate. If there is a board member that you have that has a young professional that wants to get further engaged, delegate someone within their company internally to not only shadow the board member, but to try to help them teach them the ropes as far as how a board member interacts. All of these different types of things are ways to kind of maintain those relationships and mentorship all at the same time without a lot of other time consumed because you're already doing the work. You might as well reach out the hand and kind of pull them along to show them what you're doing as well. I love everything that you said there, but to kind of highlight the succession planning perspective of that, Brittany, where you talk about you have those younger people in your association and you teach them how to do things. And then you're building the future of your association right there. I think that is such an important part and something to consider for a lot of our groups is they're wanting to look ahead to their future, which is so important to plan ahead and engage those younger professionals. I feel like, though, with a lot of mentorships, it's tough to get those started. You know, if you don't have a great program that's a well-oiled machine that's up and running like NBAA's program, sometimes it's hard to get started. And I think that might be some of the stumbling blocks that we're seeing around the country. If I were to maybe give some advice or, or thoughts to anybody that's in that same situation, I'd say just get started. And it doesn't have to be incredibly formal. Robbie and I got to do a podcast about this some time ago about informal mentorships and just getting to know people and helping bring them into the industry, introducing them to people, walking with them at events, helping them, getting themselves in a networking frame of mind to get to know people in the industry. And I, I think that's incredibly important to remember as well, that mentorship feels very official and black and white and structured. And that's great when that works, but it doesn't have to be that case 100% of the time. Jessica, I love that. One thing I would say to anybody out there that's looking to, to actually start a little bit more of a structured mentorship program, I think the number one thing that we find that necessarily isn't part of their initial infrastructure is a consistent follow-up framework. And if if you don't have that consistent follow-up framework, I mean, we all get busy with meetings. And if you think about it, students are in classes and, and whatnot. So if you are going to start something that's a little bit more formal, I would suggest that the number one thing is to make sure that you have that follow-up framework already at the beginning of the mentorship kind of worked out. How can you and NBAA's four other regional directors support these regional groups' efforts, Brittany? Anytime you need any help in this endeavor, certainly a regional director can be the first phone call. As I mentioned before, we do so much work with so many groups across the board. Um, not only groups, you know, we also have 
our finger on the pulse of a lot of the aviation programs out there. So many of us as regional directors sit on president advisory councils. We work with local school counselor groups because that's another group of people that you don't always consider in part of the outreach efforts. There are a lot of local school counselor association chapters out there that uh, your regional directors are aware of and, and do work with. They're always looking for people to come to their groups and their meetings and speak on behalf of a specific industry. So that's another idea. We also attend a lot of different educational events, so we can kind of be that go-between, that linchpin between you guys finding the, the students or the people that you want to mentor, the scholarship applicants, and bridging them together with, with your programs. I will say from a scholarship perspective, us as regional directors push a lot of that information out on a continuous basis. As it's been very apparent over the years, sometimes you're just not getting those people to apply to scholarships. So we as regional directors work on really pushing that out and we can help you get additional applicants to, to that process. So those are a couple of different ways that we help. And kind of from the other side, Jessica, how can Brittany and others at NBAA help local and regional groups in their outreach to young people? As Brittany said, the first call is to your regional director and say, hey, here's this opportunity, whether that be an event you yourself are hosting as your local regional group or something you're going to, for example, a Girls in Aviation Day event. And those directors can help source materials, whether that's the career guide to show the student video that NBAA has on the website to kind of showcase the diverse opportunities that are there in the industry or even to attend. You know, we find that having the, the regional directors there in person to talk about the association as a whole and to help guide them is, is incredibly impactful to have someone from the national organization there face-to-face -to, -face to talk to everyone. I've also found a lot of great help, as Brittany was mentioning, about getting information out. So social media posts, emails, reaching out to their networks, whatever those tools may be that they have at their ready to reach people is incredibly helpful. You know, I know who I know, but Brittany knows people that I don't know. So I can go to her and she can help me. I can go to Christy Ivy, who's our regional director, and she can help me reach people that I don't know yet. To spread the word about an event, whether it's I need help uh, as far as volunteers at the event, people to attend the event to help bring in those students. So there's wealth of information and help to be had from those regional directors. You know, we touched on students a lot and young professionals, and, and I know we do a lot of work again with collegiate students, but I would say just don't immediately and, and fully count out the high school and the middle school students to plant those seeds with them to say, here are some really cool opportunities. We're finding with talking about aviation careers that young people are formulating their future and their career paths as younger teenagers. So as we're having finding these opportunities to speak about aviation, you're not finding a, a type rated pilot at a middle school event, but you're planting those seeds and you're again planning for your future and helping to curate the future of the industry. So as you find those opportunities and you're able to support them, I think that's really going to be worth your time. Indeed, and especially since, as it's worth mentioning again, our segment of the aviation industry certainly isn't the only one vying to attract new talent. Brittany? A lot of times we hear that the students want to go to the airlines and it's because of X, Y, and Z. But that question of why haven't you considered business aviation? And I want to reemphasize that only because of the fact that I think a lot of the times these students just don't know why they want to go somewhere. They just see a certain pathway and they don't see a certain pathway with us. So if we can even for five minutes have that conversation of business aviation here, here are so many of the different opportunities that are available. Did you know? 
I think just having that simple conversation with them can really kind of turn on a little bit of a light bulb. I've seen it so many different times and so many different students that they just think that there's only one way to go. And we offer a whole different world that they don't even know about. So just take the time to ask the why, take the time to explain our industry just a little bit further. We can talk all day long about different bullet points and how we can grow students and, and young professionals in this industry. But just having that initial first five minute conversation and asking the why is really important. Definitely. And to learn more about this and other issues facing regional groups, and for information about available NBAA resources supporting these groups, check out nbaa.org forward slash regional. And for additional information about efforts to build and nurture the next generation of business aviation professionals, visit nbaa.org forward slash workforce. And that's the latest from the National Business Aviation Association. Remember, you can subscribe to all Flight Plan episodes at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts, including by asking your virtual assistant or connected device. Of course, you can also download Flight Plan directly from nbaa.org. I'm Rob Finfrock. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for a new episode of Flight Plan. Tomorrow, right, base, sending out 3500. Right, we got him inside. We're slowing back to 170.